We got to pray this morning. I'll tell you, okay. See, I, I wrote everything out because I know me. I'm going get to the, get to it, guys. Here I am, right here. Uh, for our online family joining this morning, good morning. I'm, I am, if we haven't met yet, my name is Dennis, and I get to serve as the lead pastor of this beautiful move of God's spirit called the Bridge Church. It's the Bridge Church. And I want to, I'm, I'm sitting down today because there's a, some things on my heart I want to make sure we tweak them. And I knew if I sat down, I would calm down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm sitting you know, I was like, I better find me a chair and sit down so I can deliver this clearly. Um, you know, I'm glad to see everybody. I was, I've been sharing for a while. Uh, the October, November, December can be a really strange time. That fourth quarter, lots of stress, all the sicknesses and things like that and, and the randomness. But there's a lot of beautiful things, obviously, that happen. But this morning, the way it all panned out, it's like, okay, well, our... Our awesome um, Raglans are out of out of town celebrating their uh, wedding anniversary, their first year wedding anniversary. And so I was like, oh, okay, you guys are going to go out of town. That's really great. Okay, well, I'd love to lead worship that day. Okay, great. And then um, our, our Berkeys, everything's okay. Our Berkeys ran up on a little thing. Um, they're okay. they good, though. Uh, Sandra had a little bit of vertigo. I don't know if they're watching this morning, but um, so then they were like, we can't make it. Doctor's orders. Okay. It's like, y'all get well. I, I was like, I'll do the hosting too. And I was like, okay, okay, don't worry. <laughs> and so I'm glad Pastor Jeanette came in on fire because I'm going to have to throw her this microphone in a second. <laughs> okay, y'all. Um, <clears throat> so just continue to uh, it's good to see everybody's face. Continue to keep the church lifted in prayer. Continue to keep the church lifted in prayer. Because there's so many wonderful things uh, that happen, and we stop bad things from happening. Things could be way worse than what they are. Give me one hit. Oh! <laughs> oh, I was praying that that put a smile on somebody else's face. Ryan Fretchel really got a kick out of it. I was glad about that. I'm telling you what, this is, this, we came to worship God. And there's nothing boring about God. Shouldn't be nothing boring about us. And you know what? You guys are not boring. Y'all are some colorful people. Can I get a whistle on that, Steve? Oh. <laughs> Karina, you should have had him doing that whistle before he got here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why they don't let me do the hosting. Okay. Um, okay. So if you <clears throat> didn't know we're wearing face mask, they're on the bistro table out there. And we're also wearing the, the, the um, mask. Those are on the bistro table as well. Um, I just like saying bistro. I just got it in another time. Did you see how I did that? That was three times right there. One for the father. One for the son, <laughs> and one for Holy Spirit. Um, okay, so I want to thank y'all for doing it, though, because wearing those name tags is important because we want to continue to create a space where uh, strangers can become friends. We're just not, like, trying to be cool or something. I don't know who thinks wearing name tags is cool, but... 
I wanted to give you a little bit of the heart behind it. It's like we want to continue to create a space where strangers can become friends, which is in some part how we understand what true biblical hospitality is. Sometimes at the end of the year, they, one of the little axioms we learned over the years is that vision leaks. And so sometimes it's good to have a little sit down, a little heart to heart and say, this is why we do what we do. Because after a while, you might know for a while and then you like forget. And it's like, well, I don't know why we do that. And so we're just taking our time and just saying, oh, that's the reason why they want this place to continue to be uh, a spot where strangers can become friends. That that is biblical hospitality that Jesus has glorified in it all. Amen. Can I get a hit right there? Oh. I'm going to have a lot of fun. You just get ready. <laughs> Derek, I don't know if you should encourage me on that. Um, now, I was on our Bridge Church Instagram this past week um, and had my first chat. Like of my whole life. Yeah, my first chat. And it was so awesome. Um, because uh, I got to connect with Corel, and she, I was, went on there, and I was, you know, able to like some stuff and all this, and she hit me right back, and she was like, who is this? And I was like, she's not going to believe it's me, but it's actually me. I was like, it's me. She was like, is this Maddie? I was just like, no, 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 no. Pastor Maddie has moved on to greater things, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Where is he at? <laughs> He moved on. <laughs> Y'all got jokes this morning. Okay. And so I had my first, I had my first little chat on Instagram, and that was really cool. Uh, for those of you who are off into social media, I'm, I'm making my way on there because of y'all. Um, uh, you can follow us at Bridge Church Pass, either on Facebook or Instagram. And um, I'm, I'm so glad my first time on there was with 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 you because it was a good one. Can I tell y'all real quick about something? Let me tell y'all something. So years ago, some folks created some friends thought you need to be on Facebook. This is way before there was any Twitter or any of that kind of stuff. And they said, so we're going to create you a Facebook page, and you're and you're going to be on there. You are going to be on Facebook, and I'm like, okay, whatever, because I'm, I'm kind of like not the kind of techie that way, that kind of like. Whatever. So, y'all, I get to, I go on there. And I'm thinking, you know, they've hyped it all up. Oh, no, it's fun and done, no, this, and, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, so I go on there the first time. And I'm not even on there, no exaggeration. I'm nowhere on there near a minute. And then these requests start coming. This is going wrong and this is going wrong. Can you help me with this? And, get, and I was like, overwhelmed. And I'm thinking it's fun and all this kind of stuff. And as soon as I show up on that thing, I started getting all these requests. I was like, uh-uh, I can't handle this. And it just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. Because I was like, I'm going on and have fun. And all of a sudden, I'm getting inundated with, can you help me with this? And this, this bad thing happened. And, and it's like, what? And it wasn't like even people that we, I was necessarily doing life with at the time or even at our church. It was just, it was like, oh, no. These people, these people come, uh, put me in the early grave. And so that is, that is part of my woundedness. But Jesus is healing me. Shaheen, I'm getting healed. Now, now I got some good boundaries in place. It's like, ooh-wee. Have, have, have me have my hair falling out, all these problems. So this is a little backstory. 
I digress. Let me hop back on here. So another one of the ways that we keep connected, for those of you who don't do like the Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all that cool stuff, um, we do email. <laughs> Was that funny? <laughs> we do email, and um, we, we, do, we do two emails. We do a Bridge Kids email, and we do an all-church email or a weekly email. And uh, you can go to our website and get any of the information on uh, receiving that. And one of the reasons why it's important is because you just kind of got to know what's going on. But uh, some of you, I would challenge you to even see it as a way to know how to join and partner in prayer. You know, sometimes when you get the email, you just think, oh, okay, this is what's going on. Okay, got it. And it goes in that slot of like, oh, I know what's going on at Bridge that week, or I know what's coming up. And it goes in that box. And, and, that, and that's, that's totally fine. But for some of us, we could go a step further and be like, you know what? This is something our church is doing. This is something specifically that I could pray about in the life of our church. I can join with the folks who are already praying about all this stuff. And so if you could make that little shift in, in, in what you do with those emails, I, I believe that we will see a greater response in what the Lord releases here. So as people, you're telling people to sign up for those and stuff, which is cool. Say, you know what? And if you want to, if you're off into like prayer and stuff and believe in God, like you might want to use what's in those, what's in those emails. And it's like, wow. Oh, wow. Another way to be, be connected and, 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 and be on the same, same side. So just those little small things like that. Then I want to tell all of y'all who are joined in on this, and it's not too late to hop in, uh, week or chapter three of the book and workbook of how we love the RSVP has been open for that. Boy, that is going great. I already know what the gift is for the trivia question that's going to be coming out. <laughs> you guys. Wow. If you're off into those little treats and stuff like that, side little treats or whatever, you definitely want to be participating. And it's not too late to join to join in that discussion. It's just once a month at 7 p.m. There's no child care. You can just take care of that part on your own. Anybody, all are welcome. Um, and hopefully here soon, we'll, we'll share some of the great testimonies. It's almost now it's averaging maybe every week and a half that I have a testimony about that book. I'm not talking about people just talking about it, which if anybody's talking about anything, that's like really notable. But I'm talking about actual testimony of the healing work of Jesus. Wow. I had no idea. So I was so grateful the Lord led us to the book and that the response to it has been so strong. Because I'm telling you what, we're going to be healthy in every way. Yeah. yeah. You'd be like, you can just see people be up there doing all that praying and doing all that Bible study and, and the relationships be just as toxic. It's like, something some ain't connected. You need to get that connected. Get that lined up. Three hits right there. Oh, Paul is like really, like really. You do it. Could you feel it? Could you feel it? Wow. It was almost like he beat me to it. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, y'all, we had so much fun at Hallelujah Night. Make some noise if you were part of that somehow. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, that was the first time we'd ever done it, and... I'm so glad the Lord put that on Jillian's heart for us to, to do. And I mean, I tell you, what, it just, I, I can't say enough about how grateful I am for this, this church and how we flow. I'm so grateful for it because it's, it's more like the Bible. And we're going to be even more 
like what I like to call biblically authentic. Where, because this whole thing that we do right here, see, I'm on a tangent. I'll tell you. This little thing we do right here, it works. But it's really not, when you open up the book, this is really not what it looks like. Y'all know that, right? Well, boy, but, but I could throw this microphone to somebody and somebody will get up and tell you about what's going on in the kingdom. Tell you about what the Lord is doing and what he's saying. That's a real church. It's one of the ways a real church. And that hallelujah night was a great uh, time, not only for our bridge kids, but also for, as an outreach for the kids who came who, who don't uh, go to bridge. And so I'm thankful for that, your support with the candy and praying into it and the, the team that put the stuff together. I mean, they hit, I mean it, that thing was a win in every way. It was a win. And let me tell you, this is one of these past, pastoral moment things. So you guys know I have like five kids with, with Pastor Mia, right? And so we're driving to it and stuff. I mean, that's the day we were moving and everything was like, um, it was like crazy. Because some of y'all came over and helped us move in between, you know, church and hallelujah night. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like bananas. But as I was driving up, I was like, wow, I'm getting to go to my church and I'm not like running the thing that's about to happen. <laughs> babe, wasn't I just like gushing about it? And I was like, oh, babe, this is prophetic. This is prophetic. This is my future. This is my future. <laughs> I'm just going to get to be a part of our church, and I'm going to have a strong ministry and ministry of word and prayer, and I'm not going to be doing, like, all the events and all the stuff and da, da, da. Oh, I got some help. Oh, I love it. Give me a hit. Oh. So that kind of church where people know that they're loved and the gifts can be used, that's a blessing not only to, to, to me as getting to be a part of our church, but um, with things being so much, we, we do things at such a high level and it's such a tiny church. So it's a lot, but, you know, it's all worth it. So just a shout out again to everybody who partnered at Hallelujah Night and continue to be prayerful. Continue to be prayerful about like, hmm, Lord, what are you stirring on my heart? And let's talk, continue to talk about, talk about those things. One of the moms from Hallelujah Night was really touched and shared it with a few of us about how one of her kids, uh, his heart was touched and he was engaged and how special that is when you want to set kids on a lifelong path of following Jesus and you, pre you present and give opportunities to do that and you seeing that stuff happen, it's like, oh yeah, more of this, Lord, because this actually really, really matters, not just another thing to put into a calendar, but something that really, really matters. So again, thank you all for being that kind of church, and specifically everybody who was part of Hallelujah Night. That was a win. Uh, pray the Lord allows us to do that again. I wasn't trying to rhyme, but it happened that way. Um, if you missed that email, we showed us like a few pictures because some folks took pictures and sent pictures in. It's in the YouTube description box if you want to get like a little look and stuff and and see what was happening there because some folks came just to cheer, cheer the kiddos on, and that was just really great. Now, can you guys make some noise for our online church? I tell you what, online church, I hope you are feeling the love. You are just as active here as the folks who are in this room, and you're giving, and your prayers, and your notes, your helps,
And this is, I'm in a whole different world. I, I had no idea it would be like pastoring a church physically and digitally. It's like, this kind of hurts my head a little bit. But I, I'm growing in it, and you guys are helping, and, I, and I'm just grateful, grateful for that. And I'm grateful for you folks who were on um, and just showing a whole new way of how, just how unhindered God's spirit is. Man, back in early part of the pandemic, I joined with some other ministry buddies of mine, and we did like a prophetic healing uh, conference thing that was just online for folks who were all around the world. And I was set up here, and I was doing it, and we were ministering and stuff, and watching people in other parts of the world receive healing touches from Jesus and get breakthrough just virtually was like, this was, it was just awesome. So I, I, I'm looking forward to being able to invest more in that in the coming days. I definitely know firsthand that it's like, wow, this is actually an effective way to reach people as well. And so just, just, just thank you, online church family. And I know some of you guys are going to be returning in 2022. Um, but if not, I just thank you for your support and how you just continue to do what God puts on your heart to do here. Um, now what I want to do is I want to talk to you about Sunday mornings at the bridge. I'm going to talk to you about Sunday mornings at the bridge. Because I want to make sure you're seeing something and not missing out. And not missing out on vision and on heart. So Sunday mornings at the bridge right now, it looks like this and it's give or take ish. It's like 9.30 to 9.45 a.m. We have that pregame prayer huddle. And we, uh, I tell you what, it was fire this morning especially. Um, but we have that. That's happening every week. And it's a time for us to get to come together and pray together. We were made to enjoy Jesus together. I know we know this. But sometimes you get busy with life and you just kind of forget that. You're like, well, as long as I'm doing X, Y, Z. And it's like, no, 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 no. If you like scraps, that's okay for you. But I know British Church, we don't like scraps. We, we, want the, we want the full portion. Everything you got from me, God, I want it. So we start this day together in a time of just believing God, focus on the person of Jesus in our pregame huddle. That's from 930 to 945. Then we have our combined worship with adults and kids, and then adults will remain in here from 10, 20, 11, 20. Then our kiddos will go to like the bridge kids classes. Then after that, there is this incredible opportunity for prayer ministry, so roughly approximately 11.30 to 12 p.m. Pastor, why are you telling us this? Because I want to make sure that all that vision and all that heart does not leak out, that the times, the stresses, the troubles of this quarter don't somehow zap you where you're like, oh, I can't remember why we do that, or oh, they're doing that. <laughs> they're doing that. No, 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 this is, this is for all of us, and you guys know if, if it's not really important, we won't do it around here. We don't have the bandwidth. It's like, we're not going to try to trip. <laughs> so if we're doing it, I want you to avail yourself of it for you, for your, for your benefit. And this is something, too. Show them, will you show them that for me, uh, Jill, that John 14, 12? Check out this verse. Y'all know this. I've told you this. This verse haunts me. In a good way, but it's, it's one of the most challenging verses. If, this is in my top 100, FYI. Top 100 challenging verses that just has Pastor Dennis just like, Lord, did we? <laughs> making me walk circumspectly, making me work out my salvation with fear and trembling as the scripture says. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me, somebody say believe in me, will also do the works that I do. 
That is so troubling. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works. Do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. Now, I look at Jesus' life. And I'm like, Lord, a lot of that stuff I've never done. I've done the forgiving thing. I'm, I'm, I'm walking in love, not, not to the extent of Jesus. I mean, he's my goal. He's my hero. But some of this other stuff this guy did, and he said, you're going to do what I'm doing and greater. And I'm thinking, well, you can't lie. So what's, what's going on? Like, what? Sh- shouldn't it? be more like Jesus? Shouldn't the church be more like Jesus and have the impact of Jesus uh, where we live, work, learn, and play? It should. And so I can't shake the question. And so sometimes when you hear me preaching or you hear me praying, I'm praying from this. I'm praying out of revelation that God has got so much more for us. And then in November 2019, some of us were praying. We weren't even praying a targeted prayer about what I'm about to share with you. But this came to us in prayer that the Lord was going to use this decade to blow our minds. It was going to be mind blown. And we went into a time of saying, Lord, show us your glory according to your word, like Moses was saying when he was talking to Jesus. And so we've been stewarding this word for this decade. Show us your glory And only believers have access to glory. Not not just the common grace thing. If you want to talk about he makes the sun to shine on the just and the unjust. Not that kind of stuff. Everybody gets that, that grace, if you will. But not everybody is walking in the kind of love of Christ where we say, hey, that marriage is going to be healed and restored. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to minister to you what's needed. Your body is going to be free from cancer. That dead person is going to be raised from the dead. That's what that's that's biblical, biblical authenticity. I wish we could be biblically authentic. You know, we're in a culture right now. It's like you got to be authentic and be just as wrong as wrong can be. Why, why, Why does that get? Why does that get applauded? It's like when you're being nasty and evil. Why? Why would? Why would we? But you're living your truth, whatever that means. But God is raising up a church that is biblically authentic. And so that's it's that, that scripture, along with what that prayer moment and just what I've seen God do over the course of the time at Bridge. It, it just stirs in me. It just stirs in me. It just it just it's like I can't shake it. And when I'm measuring things, you guys know you have to measure things to see if what's healthy and what's not healthy and da 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 da. The kind of things I measure are a little bit different than what other churches are kind of measuring. Not saying we're better or less than, nothing about that at all. But I'm looking at uh, people walking in forgiveness. Are people reaching out to one another the way like the scripture would say? I'm looking for like real Jesus stuff, the heart stuff, you know. And so... I shared with you about what happens at 9.30 and then what happens at 10 and then what happens at 11.30 because I want you to really, really grasp again for some of you and hear for some of you the first time what's going on here. We're trying to steward a word because we believe God for greater glory. And the believers get it. So I noticed this. Some of you guys might notice it too. 
we went through a stint. I sent you guys a, a, a beautiful email giving you without telling everybody's business, like a testimony list of what God was doing here at Bridge Church. And I was talking about, you know, complete physical healings and all this stuff, all these things that are just so great. What I noticed, and some of you might have noticed it too, but you, you didn't talk to me, is some of it kind of went down. It kind of went down, and I was like, oh, Lord. I was like, oh, Lord. We need an adjustment somewhere. Because the stuff that is happening and continues to happen, God gets the glory for it. If I can do it, I want to do my part. We want to do our part and participate with the Lord. Sure, sure, sure. But if, if the church is going to glorify God, then the church has got to be walking in the power of God. It's got to be clear that, oh, it wasn't this person or that person. It was God at work because our people were crying out to him, relying on him, trusting him, believing him. And so that biblical authenticity thing just gets me. And that what Jesus said right there, just, it just makes me go, get up and find your sway and do what you've got to do. Because wait a minute, he set a, a very clear standard and he can't lie. And he's going to empower me by his spirit to walk in and serve us in such a way that we're walking in the reality that the scripture says belongs to us. Does anybody trust God? Yeah. Give me three hits. I like saying oh after it. I don't know what it is. It's like a it's it's like something down in my belly. Like I tell you, it's like I feel like I got to Yeah, I don't know if it's like James Brown or what it is. I don't know what it is. But it really is spiritual. You know, it's like a groaning and a cry out there. It's my joyful noise. If I could whistle like Steve's and I would be doing a whistle. But that to say this. As you're coming in, have that expectation. And this area up here, I want you to do me a flavor. Whenever you have a church, you always have different dynamics. You've got a social dynamic. You've got certain physical dynamics of church. You've got spiritual, all kinds of dynamics that go into play for a healthy church. But I want you to help me with something because this area up here, after the benediction, after we do the Lord bless you and keep you, keep this area for that power of God ministry stuff because what if you notice what had happened was it, 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 it there was a love and it was it was God being glorified it was love but it, it, it can if you're not careful this area can become social area and that's healthy and God glorifying but that's not what we're doing up here do that at lunch Go to the back of the room because I want people to be able to come up and receive more from the Lord because our entire worship experience is building to that point where somebody who has enough boldness and courage to step up and say, I need prayer for this. I need breakthrough for this. They can come up and get it. So y'all just help me with that. Just kind of look and be like, oh, this is, they're expecting more of that um, biblical authenticity stuff. And then everything else, let that go and, you know, go to, you know, Home state or something. I like home state. Have y'all been over there yet? You should go check it out, home state. That's a good social place. So I gave you the big picture, and then you guys can carry it. You guys can carry it with me of what we're, what we're doing and why that's important. 
So it's like, oh, no, 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 take the fun, take, the, take that certain kind of stuff, take that over there. But this up here where you believe in God and you've been praying and fasting, you've been in God's presence and you're ready to minister, I want you to be able to minister here. Because if you don't minister here, the odds that you're going to go minister out in the neighborhood. Somebody said we need a hit. One part of it is like a training ground where you kind of thought, this is safe. Let me, let me, let me do the thing. Y'all with me? Amen. Amen. So let's, let's continue to believe God. I want to finish the year strong. And the only way you do that is believing God. Saying, Jesus, I'm, I'm not trusting no concept. My faith is not in faith. My faith is in you. My faith is in you. Our faith is in you. So it's kind of like a, what are, where, where do we have to go now, y'all? Okay, we need to do the worship through finances. Um, there are two ways to give. I'm telling you, right? We, we went in on the hosting today, y'all. We have gone in on the hosting today. I'm serious about this. They're taking notes on it. Okay. But there are two ways to give. Do you know, most of you know this, but um, your financial giving, your faithful generosity, it honors God. It blesses God. It expresses worship to God. That's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. Is the connection, that relationship we have with money and God. That right there, that part, that's the most important thing. But secondarily, what your giving does, what my giving does, is it empowers church ministry around him. Now, you, you guys aren't like this. But if you say, oh, this, oh, man, that sucks, or this sucks, or whatever. It's like, are you giving? Some things are actual just money problems. And so I just want to thank y'all throughout the course of this pandemic. I want to thank you for your faithful generosity. I want to thank you for that. Because you guys, we can't talk about it. But how many churches have shut down in the pandemic? Wow. For, for multiple reasons, but we, we know that finances play a factor. So I just want to thank you all for that. And I want to encourage you to continue to develop a relationship with God and your money, God, and your body, God, and your relationship. Everything is about him. He's the center of everything. And what happens sometimes with some people, this is not necessarily a big deal for our church, but they make, people don't, they don't, they, they're focused on the wrong thing. So make it about God. And these are the two ways you can get financially around here. Uh, so we continue to walk, um, walk with the Lord and continue to empower church ministry. You can give online or give in person, passingabridge.org backslash give. And then you can use the orange giving, orange giving boxes. Um, man, such a blessing to not only be surviving, but making steps toward being able to thrive. God must have a real special purpose for the church. Amen. Yeah, because I mean, I definitely, you know, I definitely was seeing that the enemy wanted us to get up out of here. Not being able to find a place to live. I was like, oh no, but we passed that test. 
<laughs> you get tested. Your, your faith gets tested. Your belief gets tested. I was like, how many times am I going to get tested on this? I know where God has called me to be. Give me one hit. Oh, Paul was ready for that. So those are two ways that you can give. Now, I wanna, what I want us to do is I want us to pray into I want us to pray into this. This was a lot. I hear my son in the background. <laughs> Let's pray into this. Pastor Jeanette, won't you come and pray into, pray into some of this as you're led? And I, I might put a prayer on it as well. This mic right here. abstract concepts about oh Lord how are we going to do that how are we uh, uh, we're not worried about that yes Lord we just come to you in faith and just believe in you and then every time we encounter you we, we are just loved by you and we love you back and we praise you and then you're going to do the rest thank you Father God it's that simple thank you Father God that you will it doesn't depend on our faith 
it just depends on our childlikeness and in coming to you and believing that when we come to you and when we love you, you love us back. And you will encounter us because our hearts are so hungry for you. That's how it is, Lord. Our hearts are so hungry for you. Fill us, Lord, with your spirit. Fill us, Lord, with your love. That everything that we do, Lord, will just emanate your love for other people. Especially during this time of the year when other people, Lord, are looking for answers. Other people are lonely. Other people are sad and depressed. When all we need to do, Lord, is to speak your name and tell them, you know what? I love Jesus. And you know why? Because he loves me. Thank you, Father God, for what you're doing. Thank you, Jesus. Because you make it so simple that even young children can understand. Sometimes simple things we make complicated. It's not like that. Just come to Jesus every day. Be filled. Believe in Him and you will never thirst. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeanette. Man. Now, is this spiritual edifying conversation, is it helping anybody? This is so helpful. It's so helpful. I love being at a, at a church where it's about the Lord and it's not about the form, structure. This is what we do. And this is... A lot of folks don't enjoy this kind of liberty. It is like... you Legalism, hardcore, don't care nothing about what if it actually is working. This is what we do. This is what we do. And I'm, I tell you, when I tell you I'm so grateful for our church, I'm so grateful because this is different. To be able to like, oh, we are in this together. We are not consumers coming for a product. Give me one hit. <laughs> You've heard a through line today of the word belief. Somebody say belief. Let me tell you about something that happened to me. For those of you who would like a little bit of a homily. I said to my mom, I was a little kid. I came to saving faith in Jesus Christ early. And I said to my mom, I said, mama, I said, uh, who made God? Who made God? And you might have somebody in your world, a kid or maybe their kid in their faith, who are asking the same kinds of, kinds of questions. And I cannot remember what my mom said to me. I can't remember it. I can't remember what she said. But I remember the Lord drawing me by spirit as a kid, and I have all these questions about him, all these questions like, like I'm sure many of your kids do or your nieces and your nephews and over the course of time, I think one of the things that played into that is that we would do bedtime prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord. And if I, before I wake, I pray the Lord, my soul to take. Maybe there was a seed being planted there. Now you get older and you know Jesus is making intercession for us. 
So I'm sure Jesus was praying for me. And maybe I had some ancestors, some folks way back in my past who were saying, I might not ever meet this grand, great grand nephew or or our grandson or whatever, but I'm praying for the salvation of my family. I'm praying that all the people who are connected to me in this bloodline have a faith in God and that they are encountered by God and that they live for God. There were probably people praying that for me, just like there were probably people praying that for you. So there's all kinds of factors that go into it, but you're left with the question when you are asking these questions, who made God? Who, who, where, where did he come from? Because everything that is has some type of some some type of source. But God is different than that. He 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 is the source. It's, it's one word the Bible would use. He's holy. He's separate. He's set apart. He's unlike me and you because nobody made God. He's the causeless cause. He's the uncreated one. Don't have a mama and a daddy. He is the father. He just simply is. Part of the reason why we gather week in and week out is to celebrate the one who didn't need anybody to make him. He is the only self-made person in the cosmos for all the ages. That's why we worship him. That's why we revere him. That's why we come to him and say, I want to be like you. I want to live for you because there's nobody like him. Nobody made God. He is. He is. Songwriter would tell you if you hear a song, uh, somebody wrote that song. You might not know who, who wrote it, but no song just writes itself. Those chairs you're sitting on, it just didn't put itself together. There is a divine design, an intelligent design in our creator, God, that makes us say, I believe you are worthy of my trust. You are worthy of my believing. We don't believe to believe. We don't believe in faith. We don't believe in optimism. We believe in a person. Oh, my goodness. We believe in a real person. It's no wonder or surprise to us then that we would read like we read in Hebrews eleven six, And without faith, without belief, it is impossible <laughs> to please God, please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. But sometimes in the minutia of life, we get so caught up in like the smallness of things and our worries, our day in and day out, our kids and we've got errands and this, that or the other, that we forget about the bigness of our God. That he's the one who, he didn't have no parents. He is self-existing and self-sustaining all by himself. He's to be glorified and revered. The way we've talked about it over the years is uh, the, the, the term isness. His isness, who he is. And as I know who, who he is. Is And he says, I am all that you need as I know him this way. Then the relationship begins to build and it begins to strengthen. And I can say, I know more about God or I am more affected by God than those demons that we talked about last week that do not change. Their belief in God does not change them. The scripture said that the demons shudder. That they believe in God, but it's not the kind of belief that changes them. It's the kind of belief that is only intellectual. Until that trust gets into the core of who we are and begins to work on us, it's not really profiting us what it really could profit us. 
So we've been talking about belief in a time where people can be so wearied by the, oh my, let me slow down, get so wearied by life that they can no longer, or it's hard to believe. Not to believe in belief, but to believe in God, to believe in a person who is good, who is, who, who, whose heart and nature is to bless, <laughs> who, whose heart and nature is to give mercy and to bestow grace, that in an active relationship with somebody like that, something in me ought to be changing. And if I come to God and I'm not being changed, I might not be, I might not be connecting with who he actually is. I'm going to hang out with him and then he's going to affect and change my heart. I have to believe that he is who he says he is and that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Despite the circumstances and situation, I didn't know where we were going to live, but I knew God was a provider and I trusted him to provide. You didn't call me all the way out here with this family, this household, so that I would be stranded trying to do this gospel work. That's not your nature or your character. You're too good for that, God. And so now I get the opportunity. I knew he was a provider back when I was a kid. I've I've shared testimonies with you about one of the things my mom did was teach me how to give and trust God with my money. I knew I, I was building up. God was building up, training me up, learning how to trust God. Part of the faith I have right now is because my mom taught me well, as a young kid, this is what you do with your money. I don't, I don't know how the Lord, he just worked miraculously. So I get to a certain place in my life and it's like, okay, I trust God. I know God as a provider, but this time he wanted to show me a different part of himself. He wanted to show me something different because I believe in, not faith, I don't believe in optimism. Those things are nice byproducts. I don't believe in positivity. No, I believe in God. I believe in the one who got up on a cross and gave his life for me and then got back up again and said, all power in heaven and earth. Death has lost its sting. Oh, my. Believe in God. Give me one hit. Believe in God. God, you are who you say you are. You do what you said you would do. And as I know you myself, not just intellectually, You got to have information. You got to have knowledge. We we know that. But at the heart level, then I can go and tell other people about you. Because you're too too good for me to keep you to myself. You're too good for me to just, just, oh, I had a great time with the Lord today. Ooh, can I tell you? No, but I I got to share him and his marvelous deeds and his wonderful nature. Are the believers sharing their belief of God with other people. Are you putting yourself in places of risk? So you say, hey, do you have a second? Well, my name's Dennis. And one of the things I like to do is share good things. Can I share something good with you? Are we putting ourselves in position, not just with our family and people who are around us, but with strangers too? This is one of the things believers do. Because we're going to, 
We're going to put ourselves in situations and we're, then we're going to see God respond and move on a person's heart and life and moment. And somebody's going to think, well, I don't really know about all that faith stuff or Jesus stuff or I'm atheist or whatever, all the little things you hear. But somewhere deep down, they're going to say, somebody cared enough about me to say something to me about this. Something happens as we get in God's face as we connect with God, as we believe God, he changes our heart and then we can't be self-centered. We can't be self-focused. We look for ways to make ourselves inconvenient because going to the cross was certainly inconvenient. We start wanting to follow him and say, I'm going to put myself at risk for the gospel. Part of what it means to believe is to put yourself at risk. And if you're not putting yourself at risk, you'll know your believing is a little funny. Oh, did God really want you and your family out in in Pasadena? It's real. Faith, Faith, it can be measured. It'll show up in the risk that you take. In our fifth anniversary, as we were celebrating the Lord's goodness, that was one of the things I said we have to pray into becoming a people who intentionally know this is what it means to live a life of faith. The just shall live by faith. Just, 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 we, we, we got a lot to do in this. We got a lot to do in this. I want to give you some scriptures about belief or about faith or about trust. The Old Testament handles the new and the New Testament handle these terms differently, but it's the same core meaning. But I want to look at three New Testament, three New Testament scriptures because it tells us this is how you do your life. You do your life with faith in God. That's how to do life. Just, I don't, you don't have to believe me. Just read it for yourself. Look at, check it, check it out. Uh, show them Romans 1.17. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. I think that from faith for faith. I, mine was, maybe I did that wrong. I'm used to saying it a certain way. We'll, I'll check that later. From faith for faith. As it is writ, written, the righteous shall live by what? This is, what it, this is what it looks like, or this is what it means. Check out Galatians 3.11. Now, it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. And then Hebrews 10.38. But my righteous one shall live by And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. We walk by faith and not by you can't, get, you can't get around faith. Not in a Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You cannot escape it. Everything hinges on whether or not I believe God. I can't even receive the love of God until I believe that God is who he says he is. That's how come some people, when they hear God loves you, they're like, so and? And it really shows that, hey, you got to check your belief metric. Because knowing that the uncreated one, the causeless cause, the one who stands outside of all time and space, knowing that he thinks about me and that he loves me, that ought to do something. Something ought to go, wait, I'm not just random. This intentional, wait. And that stirring in us and talking to him about that moves us to a place of somebody say, action. Somebody shout, action. Action. Give me a hit. Action. Faith without works is? And we 
you've got, when God has blessed your church with so much, this church has been given so much, and we have not even, as a matter of speaking, we haven't, we were nowhere near close getting to what God has out ahead of us. As lovely as all this is, I keep looking, you know, the leader in me is like, can we go on now? No, stay right there. Okay, cool, Lord. Can we please move on from this? Stay right there. Stay right there. Somebody shout faith. Faith. One of the things that we do when we uh, enjoy anything, enjoy Jesus, we enjoy Nikes or we enjoy Sephora. We enjoy home state, whatever you enjoy. You talk about what you enjoy. Sharing faith is pretty easy. If you enjoy it, it's easy to talk about it. I know so much about our church. I know what a lot of you enjoy because you just, I didn't even ask you. You just wanted me to know. (laughs) I didn't even ask you all that. You just told me a lot. Because when we enjoy, when we've tasted and seen, when we've put our faith, when we have believed and we've experienced like, oh, there's nobody but God that I'm sitting up here sharing the word of God. And just keeping it real, Corel, just keeping it real. It's like you, you, you see in the presentation right now, it, it looks like it's together. But trust me, he's holding me together. Yeah, I'm with you. But to be able to share that grace and mercy with people so that they would begin to think, maybe God cares about me too. Your Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing. And when somebody hears that the God, uncreated God, causeless cause God, cares about them, has plans and purposes for them, has a way that they would live what would be an optimal life in God, this side of heaven. Come on, somebody. When they hear that, they say, wait a minute. Maybe there is a God. Okay, well, it kind of makes sense. And nothing just comes about. Okay, next hurdle. Maybe he cares about me. Because they're hearing us talk about what he's done in us. What he's done for us. How he's kept us from our our own self-destruction. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to enjoy Jesus in such a way where you go out tomorrow or today. You might be somebody at lunch or whatever. And you just be normal. And you just share how believing in God has helped you. People, boy, I tell you what. There's so, oh, man, there's so much hurt right now in the world especially. It is so easy if you are gentle with people, strangers, They'll, they will give you the time of day. Just, I was thinking of a number, but you don't need, you don't need to hear that. I'm going to encourage you. Share your faith. When people believe God, one of the things they do is they get water baptized because that's one of the things that Jesus said do. And so November 28th, we're coming upon a water baptism time here at Bridge. And if you have not been water baptized and you are a believer, you believe God, you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're, you're, one of your steps is water baptism. 
Can you imagine who might show up for water baptism because you went out of your comfort zone and shared with somebody at work or in your family how you believe in God and you led them, you served them to a place where that they would know that God is who he says he is and he desires them. Can you see that coming? Can you see yourself going into work tomorrow and sharing enough about your faith to start a conversation and somebody coming on November 28th to be water baptized because they've placed faith in Jesus? I can see it. I can see it. Give me one hit. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. 